Hi folks, my name is Kevin Dunn and welcome to Agency Unfiltered, a bi-weekly web series and podcast that interviews agency owners around agency operations, growth, and scale. Nobody knows how to scale agencies better than those that are already doing it and they're happy to share an unfiltered look into what has worked and what hasn't. In this episode, we have Bob and Verity Deersley, the Chief Executive and Managing Director of B2B Marketing Labs, an agency with offices in London, Singapore, and Germany. Bob and Verity discuss scale points, or the times in your agency's growth trajectory where you must invest, revamp, or pivot to properly scale. We discuss how they revamped their marketing strategy, prioritized their internal admin, built an HR function, and more. Recognize your own scale points with Agency Unfiltered, starting now. Bobby Verity, hello. Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Agency Unfiltered. Uh, Thank you. We're excited to have you. It's very kind. Very you. excited to be here. Awesome. Um, I think uh, we're going to have a very interesting discussion today. I think what we were talking about earlier was this idea is as an agency looks to grow and scale, and, and for your team it was you know, through HubSpot's partner program to become a diamond partner beyond and, and plus plus, um, there's a lot of, or a number of scale points or pivotal moments in that growth trajectory uh, where you have to make particular um, investments and, and dedicate some time, effort, resources. Love to unpack that. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe would the best place to start be, if you just want to give a landscape of how, how do you define scale point? And then in your trajectory, what was the very first thing that you took a hard look at um, adjusting, updating, or, or investing? I think... I think for us, it started with the the wonders of being an agency. The the customer and the client always comes first. So you know we do inbound. It's what we sell. It's what we're really really good at. Um, we were really bad at doing it for ourselves, and I think that became the very first kind of pivot, come to the light moment when we realised that. We, well, we talk about the cobbler's children, but effectively yep. we weren't yeah. eating our own dog food, we weren't drinking our own champagne, whatever the phraseology um, you want to use. I think I prefer champagne over yeah. dog food, no, but it's, it's, I think, I I think most people do. Some right. dog food can be very good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was the main one for us. That first pivot point was going, mm. right, we... Whenever we, however we tried to cut it with our own account teams, uh, creating content or treating ourselves, we tried very hard to treat ourselves like a client. Yeah. But inevitably, right. the paying clients end up stealing time because they 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 have to come first, There's which feels some... justified, right? One hundred percent. And yeah. for us, that first kind of grown up scale point was to take um, one of our honestly most experienced account yeah. managers within within our team, and fully take them out of um, client services and put him fully into our own marketing activities. And it was kind of painful for the delivery team oh, man, yeah. to lose. Um, expensive. Yeah. Hmm. You, suddenly, you suddenly got one person who's, uh, who's, who's offline from that, that process. And to start with, uh, it, it felt painful. Uh, mm. uh, over time, it's delivered what we, what we needed, mm-hmm. uh, a clear focus. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we had to double down on our own content or quadruple just, down in mm, the end. Yeah, and we were we were poor at it. Um, you, you suddenly realise that that um, you're you're advocating a whole stack of content on behalf of your clients. You know, it's a key thing. Mm-hmm. And then you're looking, looking at your own website. website. Yeah. <laughs> it's collecting <laughs> dust. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. yeah. yeah. Um, don't look over there. Yeah, right. So um, we 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 went through a period uh, in the run up to actually making Diamond. Um, 
which we did in the May and then in the in the previous October was the point at which we mm. um, pushed Matt, God bless Matt, <laughs> um, into the front line as it were, and uh, he quadrupled the amount of content that we had, quadrupled the number of conversion points on the website itself. Wow. Um, and it uh, quadrupled the leads. Absolutely. It quadrupled the traffic. It worked. Wow. This Every, works. Who'd have thought, yeah. who'd have yeah. thought that this yeah. inbound thing worked? That's right. Yeah. Uh, so we, uh, we we were just lagging behind, and yeah. we've carried on with that, and that that's kind of spurred on the sales activity. Yeah. Um, uh, we, one of the things is, is 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 driving that sales activity and managing that sales process. So we'd had. Uh, just basically Verity and I selling. Hmm. Uh, Whilst wearing 27 other hats and yeah, running right. around yeah. running the business. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a dedicated uh, BDR um, who, that we had uh, also got trained up. And, and I put myself through uh, Dan Tyre's boot camp. Yep. God bless you, yeah. Dan. We're big advocates. I feel like we need a little sales. I wanted to go through, the, go through that to kind of understand what sort of people I was needing to hire myself. Sure. Um, and, and also, I kind of also feel that if you're going to ask people to, whatever you're going to ask them to do, you need to have done it yourself. Sure. So it, was a, it was made a huge difference. I, with that focus, uh, with, with the, the focus on content and focus on sales, uh, and our sales picked up and kicked up. That's mm. great. And, and the, the, I think the, the classic cycle you get into in, in the earlier stages is you're always conscious of the fact that that big deal that you had that you just deal that that, that pushed you up to the next level mm-hmm. you've only got 11 months until that kind of drops off the end of the conveyor yeah. sure. so you've yeah. got to keep putting more on the top there the whole time and and it's it's very easy to run up to that point and then ah oh, damn we just lost that last one off the edge before you got to the next level can't ever rest on your laurels in that regard it's, right you've got to keep running once you're yeah <laughs> and you're also, also doing that without totally stressing your services team so making sure that you're spending enough time as an organization focusing on the people that are keeping those accounts afloat because the other thing to get to that scale point is renewals and you know happy clients happy life uh, larger retainers uh, moving away from project, I know, is something that a lot of um, at the agencies talk about from reaching that scale point because yeah, it's right. very hard to reach that scale if you don't have long-term relationships where you can continue to grow with, with your clients. Mm. And it, it's, I think it's hard to know what that trigger point is. Mm. Um, but, it, but from our um, organisational perspective, it was very clear at around 25 people mm. that you move into a, a, a phase where... Uh, your HR is, is, well, sucks, basically. Yeah. <laughs> You're just not putting the time in. We weren't to, doing a good job of it. To your, it's hard to balance that with everything else you have going on, I can imagine. Things like appraisals and check-ins with, you know, your yeah. internal admin tends to be the first thing that drops off because you'll always focus on the clients and focus on the deliverables first. Right. So. And, and you put, you know, you schedule reviews going ahead, but just where your reviews are in place, then a prospect pops up. And the only time they can do it is when you've got those reviews. Right. In, uh, and what do you do? That the, the employees come second. Right. When they have to come first. Yeah. And and I think that that was a, a significant piece for us. Uh, and it's a luxury that comes with scale, because there are there are certainly times early on, and I've spoken on a number of occasions at HubSpot mm-hmm. about agency life is tough, and and. We are all we're all brought together. We're all bonded 
by the fact that you've got to make payroll every month. <laughs> and, and if you can't make the payroll, then that's real stress. But you reach a point, hopefully, uh, which that becomes slightly less of a stress. Cash flow is managing itself. Mm -hmm. um, but if you're going to carry on and build the business through that, you've got to reinvest some of that. And right. our, our reinvestment was in uh, Matt from a marketing perspective. We put a, um, a large uh, 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 chunk of, of, of money and effort to putting a, a sensible HR system in place, mm -hmm. something that would give us a framework to manage people, manage our review yeah. processes, manage... Uh, all, all of our um, uh, employee engagement yep. processes, uh, and and those those two are, are pretty key planks in that in that process. Try and build up the sales. Try and get away from the point where sales is entirely dependent upon the principles, as it were, mm -hmm. to a point where we had a, a structure, um, uh, and initially a BDR, uh, then a couple of BDRs. And then using those those guys to actually take away a lot of the early stage process. Early qualification right. elements. Yeah, qualify the leads. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so we're, we're act still, and, and always will be, I think, actively involved in the sales process. Sure. Um, and the uh, consulting end of, of, of bringing people on board. Mm. But you've got somebody who's, who's effectively managing your... Uh, sales conveyor belt. Is That's right. Yeah, you come in you later in that process. Yeah, yeah right. Once, but only speaking to the people, obviously, that have kind of you know fit are the bill. Qualified enough. That's are, are far enough down the the cycle to actually yeah. be valuable to or, or, or to to warrant that right. uh, really important resource at the top, which well, is we effectively come in as then it's the pre-sales consultancy piece, which is what's the right program building that it isn't the going in and selling. Right. Inbound or like the purpose of why yeah, we're all right. here. It's the the piece of the jigsaw puzzle of okay, what's the right program? What are the right elements for us mm -hmm. to put into the yep. to the program for you here? Let me just ask one qualifying question too. I think you mentioned for the dedicated uh, HR hire, twenty five people felt like the point in which that was a resource that was required. What would you say was the team size for when you had Matt do dedicated marketing, and then for the first BDR hire when you scaled that out? Just kind of what are those team size when you realized it was time to make all of those investments? That's really, it's a tough one because I look back on it now and realize that we probably should have done it sooner. Mm. Um, so I would say as soon as you can physically afford it, get it in there. But I think we were maybe people. 12, yeah, 12, 13. It was people when, when we um, pulled Matt out of, mm -hmm. of line. But you're saying you, there was an opportunity to, may have, to do it earlier? If you it, actually, funnily enough, with, with Matt, it was, um, it was a kind of trigger point was he'd been with us for three years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I kind of feel like anybody deserves, um, uh, after three years, <laughs> it's kind of like saying to somebody, okay, um, you're probably thinking about your career and, and moving on after three years. So why don't we just imagine that you have resigned. Um, and Tell me the job you'd like to apply for. <laughs> exactly. That's it. great. That's so cool how, we gonna, how are we going to fit you into the business? Because you're a really valuable commodity to us now where you're, 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 you're part of the, the business you understand more about don't want to lose you and that was uh, it, it fitted really well for us both mm -hmm. to make that transition so he helped shape that the title the role the responsibilities yeah. kind of what that would look like yes yeah, that's yes great. very much so yeah that's awesome and we have a we have He's a, been with a us love, five years now. We have a love-hate relationship. You know, oh, good, as, yeah. As, as anyone, yeah, that's as anyone right. does. It's, I want more leads. five years. It's, it's more a, traffic. Yeah, that's right. If you're the marketer in the middle of a bunch of marketers, gee, are you under the spot? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Yeah, it's true. 
always. Let me ask you this. Um, this is actually going back to something I think we were talking about earlier, um, but there was a, a beer reference that you made, and I thought this was really <laughs> interesting. Um, and I'll just leave it at that. Why don't you, so I'll just I'll try and tee it up like that. Um, but but how do you guys view yourselves? Which beer would you align with? Yeah, well, <laughs> if you were a beer personally or professionally, yeah. I love that. It depends it's, on the day of the week. It's Stella Artois. It's a it's an important aspect for for us, and I, I've um, I've always admired uh, Stella Artois. Um, tagline mm -hmm. which is reassuringly expensive and and the point is that uh, you you have a and, and every agency uh, has a very finite amount of senior talent in the business mm. that they can engage with from a consulting perspective and that's the bit which will bottleneck the fastest mm. and and if you if you push your price down in your engagements that if there is a a tendency to try to uh, win the deal at any price, and you're you're have, you're depressing your prices accordingly. You can probably win the deal, <laughs> but you know, eventually, right? Yeah, at some point. And and the the, the, the issue it, right. the issue is that if you if you start to drive the price of this very finite commodity for the whole of the channel, you try and um, push that down and start a race towards the bottom, then the worst thing that can happen is you win that. And my, my view is, is, is purely based upon the fact that um, it is good for the whole marketplace if we try very hard to maintain that value of the highest level consulting work that we do. And the vast majority of that, that Verity and I do, is, is eyeball to eyeball with a chief exec or a mm -hmm. marketing director. Um, who values that advice? Mm. And if you sell that in cheaply, they're probably not going to value it as much. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're certainly not going to do yourselves any services in the, in the process. Right. And you mentioned too, yeah, if it just so happens that you do eventually win that sort of deal, by no means is it ever going to renew because you're going to learn very quickly that the price point is not profitable for your agency, right? It, was, um, it kind of ties in, I think, with the, the other scale point for us is when you can start to be slightly pickier with the types of clients that you can right. work with. Um, and I'm very aware this one is a luxury because at the beginning of it, you sell to every man and his dog and his neighbor and his neighbor's best friend, and we did. Yeah, how can you say no to revenue if, if you're... Exactly. Yeah. Um, there reaches a point, though, when those start to scale up, where from a servicing standpoint, often the people who've haggled on price and mm -hmm. who, you know, you've really driven to the bottom and you've, you've you know, really worked out those deals, they don't understand the value of the program. They won't stick around for long enough to see inbound really take shape. Um, because it isn't an overnight quick win from a sure. success standpoint. And often they are the clients that drive our teams, absolutely do lally, they want everything, they want it now, they want it cheap. They, um, yeah, I've, got, I've had some very upset account managers over time who yeah. you need to protect and the value of those people versus the value of being run ragged by some of those clients. Every now and again, you've just got to stand up and go, enough is enough, this is a poor fit. Um, we, we, we shouldn't work with you any longer. Yeah. We need to go and work with people who are a better fit. Mm -hmm. So as soon as you can get to that point within your organization where you can start to evaluate some of the clients that you're with and work out if you want them in your future, mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's, a, it's a huge piece to be able to look at. How would you identify when like the timing's right, where you can start, or, like what's the threshold when you race, not all the way to the bottom, but when you're open to lowering price? 
but then also being able to, to say yes or no to revenue. Does that make sense? Like we mentioned it's a luxury point to be able to be pickier with clients. So how do you find like when you should be comfortable sticking hard to a price point? Whereas in the early days, you'd have to have more flexibility, but you also have a hard time saying no to revenue if you're just getting started and, and are desperate for business. Where's that tipping point? You talk about if you're going to give something away, get something back. And that's uh, um, whether that if there's a discount involved and, and occasionally one has to, then you're pushing for payment terms. You know, um, and, and payment terms will be a, a, a key part of that. Mm. Less revenue, um, better cash runway. Yeah, I mean, mm. well, very very often it, it's a case of um, sorry, it's coming away from your point, but very no, often but you get to um, a situation where you've you've won the deal and you're effectively shaking hands on a deal, and now it's going to legal. Um, now you know the price I've agreed with you today. When when legal come back and say we want sixty day terms, uh, my view will be well actually no because we agreed this price based upon our terms, which are strictly thirty days. Mm -hmm. um, if you want to push it to sixty days, I have a different price. Mm -hmm. um, now you know th those start to be tough conversations. Right. Um, <laughs> but. Early on in the in the process, you pretty much take anything that gets offered, and I, it's I can't answer your question. There isn't. It isn't. There's no number. It's not X black X and white, things. right? Yeah. No, no. I mean, it's, I think it, there's a, a feel point. Um, uh, you you feel, uh, and it will depend upon how many times a day you check cash flow. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I've had um, daily cash flow projections. Uh, for the vast majority of the time that we've run an agency because mm. you have to keep a careful eye on these That's things. right. So it sounds like, though, if anything, if, if there's the negotiation aspect to a price point, then you're saying that the concession and price, you're working in more advantageous well, terms for, you, for the agency. Cer certainly it's a, it's, a balancing, it's a balancing act at the point if, uh, with a larger organization. We deal with a lot of larger businesses sure. now. And, and when procurement gets involved, mm. you've got to bear in mind that <laughs> most of the procurement team are on bonuses um, for what they can negotiate on the price. So you're, the position that you were in at the outset when you thought you'd agreed the deal, um, you're going into another round of negotiation mm. with, right. with those guys. And you've just got to be careful and, and, and wary of that. Mm. Um, I, I think over... Um, uh, most of the people watching this will either think we're nuts if you're if you're talking about actually firing a client, oh, you're... or they will have or they will have appreciated that they're they're maybe battling with that particular feeling at the moment. And and what's worse for you in in many respects? What what is worse for you um, having to go out to a recruitment agency to replace the account manager that you're has literally wanted to jump out the window for yeah. the last three yeah. months the because I couldn't take it anymore. Client yeah. broke for yeah. you. Not, not, wasn't your efforts. It was a client, effectively, who broke your account manager. And trying to find a HubSpot account manager right now? Difficult. That's teeth. tough. Yeah, that's so tough. there's a ripple effect for just like 100%. having just these bad fit, wrong fit clients sticking around, right? It's not just the revenue that you put up with, but it's, you know, you're losing team members, you're losing staff, and then how hard is it to replace them, right? I think regardless of the size of your agency, whether or not there's three of you or 30 of you, the value of your people, making sure that you spend time to check in, understand what their career and development goals and requirements are, mm -hmm. spend time in our organization, buy them a beer, um, oh boy, yeah. or a non-alcoholic soft drink, whatever, yeah, right, is, uh, sure. whatever is your choice. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but the value of our people is is, is essential to us. Mm. And um, however busy you get, carve out that time. We still um, try and fight for more time with as our team as, as frequently as we can. We're still looking at different ways to reshape, restructure, um, you know, what, how do we solve, well, you know, everything around HubSpot is about solving for the customer, but also how do you solve for your team? How do you solve inside your agency to make sure that you're valuing the right people, um, people are getting what they want and what they deserve? Mm. Yeah. How far out are you forecasting your org chart? Oh, we just did a, uh, went through a whole process now, uh, which is um, uh, changes and, and upgrades through <laughs> October and into... Uh, our, our end of year, which is thirty uh, first of March next year. Oh, wow. So I can't see any further than that. No. But um, yeah, that, that feels like nine months is about uh, yeah. a right sort of span. Uh, any more investments in another non-delivery role? Like, what's the next step for you? What's the next kind of uh, org chart split or branch or or next item? Uh, we're, we're probably we're probably um, at, at this stage. It's uh, sales. Yeah, yeah more sales. Yeah, I mean, we 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 were at the right level in terms of diamond, but um, uh, HubSpot, I'm sure, are about to introduce another tier or, or uh, two. Spoiler alert coming so soon, we, I'm sure. <laughs> so we've got to uh, we got we got to make sure that we're on the front end of that. Yeah, we made diamond first in the UK. I need to make sure that we have a decent chance of getting. <laughs> to you want to be the level. first each time? Well, yeah. Challenge extended. No, no, no. I know. There's a, <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of people. We know who you are. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> That's fine. You can go first. Um, uh, we have to keep. You have to keep your foot on the gas. Sure. Um, and um, non. I don't know. That's a. That's a hard one. Um, we we hired an operations director. Yeah, that was our last. Last. We're we're, we're June now. Uh, that December. Was she joined. December, um, and we used her as an external consultant for the first three months to look at what we were doing, mm -hmm. uh, and then she's coming to her. She's a, she is not directly client facing, but, mm. but uh, effectively manages what I would call revenue management. So all of the contractual engagement pieces. Um, she's not a sales person, but all, all of that. Um, uh, service contract renewal yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she comes back into the deals to facilitate the that the process yeah. elements of that sales yeah. piece do you find I mean was the motivation there taking it off the account managers or inbound strategists like it keeps it's kind just, of the it's contract a, it's a different it's a different mindset yeah. I think for a really good account manager who's active in an account sure. uh, who who has a uh, if they're doing the job right then their client is their best friend right. and they're, they're really very close but you you need a commercial aspect mm. associated with that. Yeah. So she has a healthy commercial commercial attitude that's great. that um, brings to those processes. I think that's the the kind of summary point as well as as an agency owner when you started it from the beginning and you're teeny teeny tiny, you you cannot be precious about the way that you're doing things and the way that things have always been done. The very first inbound we went to, you sat on a panel and someone, a very small agency owner, asked you the question how do I hire more me's to mm. put into my business? Mm. And everyone was being very polite and yeah, you literally took the mic and said, don't be so ridiculous, don't hire more you's, figure out what you're bad at and hire people right. yeah. who are good at that. Exactly, yeah, right. and I think for us, you know, we've been doing this 
a long time, we think we're doing a great job bringing in someone at a director level for operations, someone else's point of view to sit and look at our business. Right. What will we crap at? And it's not an easy mirror to look in all the time. Um, but it's a mirror that you've you got to take 100%. out every now and again and 100%. have someone else sit down and look have at you and go, come oh. and look at the business. And, and that's the reason for using her um, a new hire in that situation as a, effectively a consultant. To yeah, stop. that was purposefully an external well, hire. Got, she had to learn how we do things. Yeah. And, and, you know, they talk about the first 100 days. So take the first 100 days to understand what we're about. And mm. then at the end of that, give us a scorecard. Mm. Give us a scorecard view on how we're performing and at that point make your changes mm. help us to upgrade what we do and improve and get better at it that's great what did she uh, score you worst at mm. That's an interesting one. Process documentation, <laughs> she'd probably say. I yeah. think that's probably the other yeah, the other big scale Written thing. Written documentation, yeah. process documentation. Again, yeah. you, you scale and you grow, and the way that we sell is kind of in his brain and partly in mine, and sure. the way that we deliver services was partly in mine and partly in my account director's brains, and um, that's the other There's big thing that we've done. that there were um, points of siloed knowledge, mm. and, and people also... Um, being asked questions and, and uh, oh yeah, I've got that, that, that's what you should use, mm. but actually somebody else has been through that. Slightly uh, different versions of the truth. Track, yeah. um, and, and honestly, that was, that was slowing us down. So, so um, yeah, she did call us out on that. And it's then, good feedback to hear. And then she, mm. and then she picked up the task of, uh, of rectifying. Documentation. Yeah. Full-scale um, uh, methodologies, um, uh, process documentation. That's great. Uh, which is great D to, in order to give us uh, the opportunity because we're, we're trying to internationalize um, and what we're trying to do is to to be able to do things the same way in different countries and mm. that's a challenge in mm. itself well that'll be our sequel episode to dig into the in internationalization well, process Cause, uh, yeah because that's uh, we could talk on that for forever <laughs> I, I can imagine there's a number of complexities and intricacies to that entire process yeah Yavo. like you say an entirely <laughs> different video <laughs> my goodness um, one final question for you um, before i let you split ask this in every episode okay um, what would you both consider the the strangest part of agency life <laughs> weirdest, weirdest part. So any anecdotes, anything you have for us? Outside of working with family. Yeah. It's pretty bizarre. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. Uh, in the agency. I just think, like, ev every day is different. The things some of the clients come out with, honestly. Um, we love them, though. Uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a very tough question. Um, yeah, we... we um... I think the madness is what makes it fun. And it's, yeah, I mean, it has to be fun. Yeah, right. I mean, if you guys have been at it for long enough, yeah. I hope it's well, fun, right? Yeah, I've been at it for a very long yeah. time. So, and I wouldn't do it if I didn't still enjoy it. Yeah. But um, uh, so, so I'll turn it, turn it around and say that um, uh, the employees uh, are the weirdest part <laughs> of, of what we do. In <laughs> all the best ways. And, yeah. and I, I was going to qualify it by saying that they bring so many different aspects to uh, of their experience mm. into what we do. Mm. And, uh, and I find myself, actually, you called this out the other day. You just called the whole team weird, by the way. Nice I know, job. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, that, that they bring so much. And um, we laugh a lot. I mean, I, you, come into the, you come into the office and, and find um, our client's services director um, 
uh, howling with laughter. And I think... <laughs> Quite literally you know, howling. Yeah, shouldn't they be... Shouldn't they be a bit more soft? have a lot of fun no, actually, going on here. No, they, they, they are having a good time great. doing what they're doing and, and helping their clients. And, and it's not, I, I kid you not, it's not, a, uh, um, it's not that we don't take our work seriously. It's just that if you take yourself too seriously, that's when the problems occur. So There's a true. distinction there. So maybe I didn't quite answer your question. I think that fits the bill just perfect. And yeah, certainly they have the weirdest boss. Oh, yeah. They're like, right so I'll, let, I'll let you have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I appreciate it so much. Seriously, thank you. Um, we'll wrap there. But thank uh, you thanks very much. For, for joining us. It's, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Real guys. pleasure. Yeah. Thank you cool. very much. Yeah, you bet. All right, guys, that's another Agency Unfiltered. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Agency Unfiltered. If you like what you saw, heard, or read, make sure to subscribe to our playlist on YouTube, our podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or our newsletter on agencyunfiltered.com. Alongside episode launch notifications, the newsletter also comes with a ton of other helpful, strategically curated agency content from yours truly. And if you wanna keep the conversation going or provide a counterpoint to this episode's discussion, tweet me at, at Kevin underscore done. I'll see you again in two weeks, but in the meantime, keep it unfiltered and let's all grow.